It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked on Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into if SGA is underrated. And also, we're going to talk about the Thunder starting lineup and rotation. What might we see this year for OKC with all these fun lineups on today's Locked on Thunder podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod and email the show LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into if SGA is underrated or are the executives right about what they think of him. Plus, what fun lineups can OKC produce this year as we look forward to this season, which is just around the corner, folks. We've got media day on the 26th. Training camp opens up the next day, and then the Thunder play a preseason game on October 3rd. So it is here. It is coming uh, fast and furious. We're back to five days a week right here on Lockdown Thunder. So thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball five days a week after every single Thunder game. And we'll even have a Thursday lunch Twitter spaces over on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles on Twitter uh, to enjoy. So a lot to, a lot to come here on lockdown thunder. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from on Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get podcasts from check us out, subscribe for free. Every episode's free. We got you covered here for the lockdown thunder podcast. So my question for today is, is SGA underrated? And I think that the answers are resounding. Yes, because every year we see these, Polls come out where these different websites like NBA.com, Hoops Hype, uh, even Battle Line has a list out right now 
of you know, ranking the top players in the league. And then more specifically, ranking the young players in this league. Oh, under 25 guys. Or oh, who would you want to start a franchise with right now? Guys like that. And on all of these lists, even while taking off the thunder-colored glasses, SGA is just far too low on all of these lists. SGA is 24 years old. Through four NBA seasons, he is averaging 18 points, four rebounds, four assists, and a steal per game while shooting 47% from the floor and 34% from three. The last two seasons, SGA is averaging 24 points, five rebounds, six assists, a steal and a block per game on 47% shooting from the floor and 34% from three. That's just in 91 games. Basketball Reference is projecting SGA to average 24 points, five rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block per game on 47% shooting from floor and 33% shooting from three. Folks, in in 2021, right, in the season of 2021, SGA shot 42% from three while shooting 42% on above the break threes and 44% on corner threes. It's not that distant past of SGA shooting well from three. SGA's shooting percentages, I promise you, will go up this year. I'm very confident in his efficiency from three going up this year. While expecting a leap from him from three-point land in terms of percentages, I also think that it should not be discounted that he is the best rim finisher in the league. In the 99th percentile in the league of rim finishing talent, he is incredible at finishing at the rim. The way that he can maneuver his body and manipulate his body to the rim through contact and finish over, between, through defenders is incredible. And you look at what happened post-All-Star break last year. 30 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, and a block per game on 54% shooting from the floor and 39% shooting from deep. He's on a 5-year max contract with no opt-outs. And... Hopefully, SGA can play a full season this year. Because if he can play, if he can play a full season this year and if he can stay healthy, if he can do those two things this year, then everyone is going to see just how good that he is. Because I want to focus in solely on this hoop hype survey because we have the most data points about it. So we know that it's put on by hoop, uh, hoopshype.com. We know it's a survey of executives. We know that they were asked to rank their top five players under 25 on who they kind of want to start the franchise with, just kind of who their best players under 25. So, so every executive ranked five players under 25, their top five. And then those lists got averaged out and compiled into this list. And so the top is pretty obvious, pretty clear. Luka Doncic, number one, no problem with that. Jason Tatum, number two, no problem with that. Jason Tatum just took the Celtics to the finals. He's been to the Eastern Conference finals, what, three, four times now already in Boston, you can't have any gripes with those two. John Moran at three. Again, that makes sense. Put him in the top three. That's perfectly fine. The rest of the list, number four, Evan Mobley. Number five, Anthony Edwards. Number six, Zion Williamson. Number seven, Scotty Barnes. Number eight, Lamelo Ball. Number nine, Trey Young. Number 10, Darius Garland. Number 11, Cade Cunningham. Number 12, Jalen Green. And then tied at 13, is Shea, Gilgis Alexander, and Therese Halliburton. That's where Shea ranks. Shea 
went from ranked eighth to tied for 13th with Terry Saliburton. I believe they both got like 1.3% of the vote. They were, they were like included in the top five, 1.3% of the votes. They, again, Hoops Hype did this same poll with the same criteria in January of 2020. And at that time, SGA was number eight. He finds himself now at 13, title three, Salaburton. And that's my big gripe, is what changed from January until now? Because if anything, SGA had his best stretch of, of his career, really, a post-All-Star break. My big gripes here, you know, number one, I, I, I would like to know, the only thing that I would want clarity on, really, is did they factor in years of control? Did they factor in, like, the contract scenarios in this? Or is it just purely who are your top five players under 25? That does change things a bit. Because, you know, Cade Cunningham, you, you have him under control for eight years versus SGA five years, plus whatever Cade Cunningham is projected to be in your mind. That can tip the scales a bit. But if it's just pure on who is the best player in the NBA at under you know at the age of 25 or less, 25 and under, to me, there's no argument for Scotty Barnes. There's no argument for LaMelo Ball. There's no argument for Jalen Green. And there's no argument for Therese Halliburton. There's a toss-up with Cade and Anthony Edwards and Darius Garland. Like you, you can make the case on either side. And... and, and I don't think that that's worth sparking a war over right now. It's not the point of this, but they flatly got it wrong with four guys ahead of SGA in, in Scotty Barnes, Lamella Ball, Jalen Green, Terry Halliburton. Are all those guys great? Yes, they're all great. They're all good. But the best version of Terry Halliburton is if he can become what SGA already is. Jalen Green has put together one quality half of NBA basketball, you know, half of a season of NBA basketball. And I like Jalen Green. I had Jalen Green tied for, I had him 1B on my draft board in 21. And I wanted to find every excuse to get number one because I thought he was, was going to be amazing. And he has been amazing. He's played really well. It's, it's not supposed to be a knock on a guy to have a slow start to his rookie season. I love Jalen Green. So again, does this factor in years of control or not is the question. But as if you're just if you're just evaluating these guys on talent and what they've produced already, what they've shown already, what they kind of project out to be, or their careers, the for sure thing is SGA. I love what Lamelo Ball does. I think that Lamelo Ball is awesome. I think that Lamelo Ball is a is a great player to have, a fun player to watch. And he is on my he he makes the Hornets a, a top league pass team, even though the Hornets, you know, the rest of the roster has not really came around yet. And Scotty Barnes was awesome as as a rookie. He's awesome. No matter the criteria for this, if you're factoring in years of control, if you're factoring building a team around somebody, if you're factoring in what they've already done in the NBA, all those things clear for SGA over Scotty Barnes. His position's more valuable. The, the building around a team with SGA is easier. It's just he, he's better than Scotty Barnes. Like, I don't get how you can sit here and rank Scotty Barnes, Melo Ball, Jalen Green, Therese Halliburton over SGA. Again, I have toss ups about Kate Cunningham and. Anthony Edwards and Darius Garland, those are much closer in my opinion that I don't think that they're worth kind of sparking a huge debate over. I know every Thunder fan will take SGA. I know every Pistons, Wolves, and Cavs fan will take Darius Garland and Anthony Edwards and Kate Cunningham. So we're like, it's just not worth it at that point to, to, to go back and forth. I think if you get level-headed people, everyone agrees that SGA is better than Terry Halliburton, Jalen Green, and Lamelo Ball. So I, I would just be interested to know kind of the thought process of the voting in the sense of, again, contract control and, you know, 
projections and things of that nature. So really my big gripe is that SGA fell from, you know, top eight to tied for 13th, the last place on the list since January. That's just odd to me. That doesn't, that doesn't sit right with me and what I'm envisioning uh, for what SGA can become. Now, look, SGA is going to play a full season. Like he's, he's got to stay healthy. That's going to be a big deal. I think that he will. And I think that, that, that you'll see this year that it was these narratives about the Thunder were holding back SGA and they weren't, weren't playing him and they, they wouldn't let him get on the floor. That just simply wasn't true. Like, like, like they want him to play. He's going to play this year, and hopefully he can stay healthy. Now, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. But you can count on one hand how many times over the last year that SGA was sat in a scenario where he could have played, where he was healthy enough to play and, and could have gone out there. Look, you go back to 2020 and 2021 season. He was out with that foot injury. People called it fake, yet he didn't play for Team Canada. And then you saw this summer how much playing for Team Canada meant for him and meant to him and how much that he embraced that and loved that and just his whole vibe around that. And we knew that at the time, so it was a shock to see him not play for Team Canada back then. But he was obviously actually hurt. You saw him come back this year after the All-Star break. Thunder were just tanking and sitting him out. They would have acted like that injury was more severe and would have kept him out past the All-Star break. But they let him come back. Now, the final, you know, five, six games, yes, there there is no point to, to continue to push him and play him in that scenario, given the circumstances of the season and given the circumstances of what, what the what the team was, was projecting to be going forward and what the team wanted, which was, of course, higher draft pick, better lottery odds, whatever the case is. But the hope is that SGA can play, you know, 70 games, something like that. And the hope also is that SGA can become an all-star for the first time in his career, which the pathway might get a little easier now that Donovan Mitchell is in the East. DeJounte Murray is in the East. DeJounte Murray coming off of a team that was not a playoff team last year, that was not uh, this juggernaut last year of the Spurs, Right. Could the Thunder be, you know, five, six games below five hundred at the time of the at the time of the All Star break to where their record's good enough to justify Ashia getting in and taking that DeJounte Murray spot? I think that they could be. I think that they could be. So all this to say, SGA I think is criminally underrated. And a lot of it is due to just the, the flat circumstances of he has not played that much. He has not gotten on to the, the to the Biggest of stages yet, even though he's played in the playoffs twice in his career already with the Clippers his rookie season, with the Thunder his first year in OKC. But I think that we're going to see the the kind of image get reshaped around SGA or, or just kind of a reminder, so to say, of how good he is and how talented that he is this season. But first, before we get into the fun lineups and rotations and who's going to start... I want to talk about our good friends over at Rocket Money. We love sharing our message with podcasters. You have the most engaged audience, and we're going to tell you about Rocket Mortgage right now. So, Rocket Money is incredible. The other day, I tried to cancel my subscription to Amazon Prime, and it took me, I kid you not, four different tries. 
Like, how does it take three hours to deliver a silly Amazon package, but to cancel my subscription, I also have to take the time for the next several hours to cancel that subscription. That was an example of how Rocket Money can help you. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's that unused Amazon Prime account, as mentioned before, or maybe it's a Hulu account that never gets streamed, or just some apps that you tried along the way and you forgot about because the free trial ran out, but you didn't hit you didn't hit the whole uh, turn off auto renew, right? We've all been there before. If that is a problem for you and you're wasting money on those sort of things, stuff that you know you don't use anymore or stuff that you simply forgot about, well, that is where Rocket Money comes in. And it was formerly known as Truebill, so it's the same service with a brand new name, Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost you? Well, most Americans think that they spend around, ooh, 80 bucks on subscriptions. When in actuality, that total is closer to $200 or more. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money Podcast talking points for this is that you need to know you can simply save money by canceling those unwanted subscriptions, canceling those unwanted, you know, subscriptions that are hard to cancel, that they can make you jump through those hoops. You don't have to jump through hoops anymore. You go to Rocket Money, and Rocket Money will allow you to cancel them for free, and also, they'll do it for you. They'll figure out a way to do it. So go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. It could save you hundreds of money, uh, hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Check it out today and get rid of those unwanted subscriptions. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Now, I want to talk about some lineups. Because, because as the season nears, right, we are exactly a week away from training camp. We are exactly a week away from, uh, you know, media day happening on Monday the 26th. It'll be my first time covering media day in person. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, training camp the next day, that'll be a lot of fun as well. Uh, and then preseason starts on October 3rd in Denver, I believe it is. So it'll be fun to watch this team take shape. Some questions to be defined moving forward is, to me, about the lineups and rotation. Who will start? What does the rotation even look like? How many guys play? How many guys can can Mark fit into this rotation? For context, a season ago, Mark Dagnall used 35 different starting lineups. 
In 2020, 2021, he used 30. Remember that 2020-2021 season? It was only a 72-game stretch. And he used 30. So it's clear that the Thunder will change up and experiment and tweak things and, and, and kind of uh, mix and match, so to say. But let's try to guess that starting lineup. What's the starting lineup October 19th in Minnesota for the season opener? The locks are clear, right? You're going to lock in SGA. You're going to lock in Josh Giddy. You're going to lock in Lou Dort. You still have two spots to play with and three locks. Who are the contenders for those two spots? To me, the contenders are Darius Baisley, who, of course, has been in the starting lineup for the majority of his career. Got benched last year, but for the majority of his career, he's been in the starting lineup. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, a second-year player who... Uh, the Thunder were very comfortable at starting last year. Jalen Williams, the rookie out of Santa Clara, I think that he is an incredible player that will adjust to the NBA really quickly and that maybe um, you know, Mark will want to start. He showed last year that he's comfortable starting rookies. He started Josh Giddy uh, from the word go. And then Derek Favors, as long as he makes the team everything, uh, Derek Favors, of course, is an option. To me, I think that the Thunder will start SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, and Jeremiah Rumpson Earl. That's going to be the five. I'd love to see Jalen Williams get in there instead. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to push the luck. I'm going to be very conservative out of the gate. And then we'll see at media day, we'll see at training camp, we'll see at the preseason, you know, kind of slate how these things mix and match. That's the good thing about the NBA. Training camp and preseason are like real basketball. Like it's not these other sports like baseball where a guy goes out there and just throws straight fastballs for an inning or two and then gets pulled or whatever. Like, or, or football where, where, you know, the stars play like two seconds. In the NBA, they pretty much just play basketball. Like the guys just pretty much just play. And so you can get a, get a kind of a feel for uh, what's happening. Of course, the end of the rotation will be different because you know, they'll be wanting to get guys looks who they're thinking about waving or thinking about moving on from, especially this year when the Thunder have to wave uh, three standard NBA deals before uh, the season opener uh, before, well, actually before October 17th, so much before the season opener, but I'm going to stick with this guess for now. Now things can change. We can hear different information, especially Monday and Tuesday next week. Uh, but for right now, I'm going to stick with SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Darius Spacely, Jeremiah Rumpsnarl. Let me know down below in the comment section on YouTube, who is your starting five for OKC? Let me know the same thing on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Let's talk rotation though. Because I find this very interesting. So we already mentioned the five. SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Baisley, Robinson Earl. That's five. Now, do you go to a 10-man rotation? Do you go to a 12-man rotation? Like, how do you handle this if you're Mark? How many more guys are you allowing to log minutes in an NBA game? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think that Trey Mann's a lock, so you can put him six. I think that Jalen Williams is a lock from Santa Clara. You can put him seven. I think that Kenny Hustle is a lock at eight. You can put him eight. So, so that's already three more guys who you are including in this for sure minutes category. 
I think you have to find minutes for Aaron Wiggins. That's nine. And then from there, I think this is where that 10th spot becomes a roulette spot. Some nights, you're going to want to see Poku play. Some nights, you're going to want to see Usman Jang play. Some nights, it'll be Mike Muscala to tie things together and space the floor and kind of make your uh, guards look a lot better and, and, and flow a lot better. And then you also have the wild cards of Lindy Waters and Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. Two guys who uh, are interesting, who you want to see develop and grow, uh, but they're not going to rank higher than these other guys listed in their rotation pecking order. For Lindy Waters, you kind of know what he can do. You kind of know that his what his game is predicated on offensively and you want to see how much of a leap he can take defensively, which he took a, a large leap defensively in the summer league, it appeared. Let's see if that translates to the NBA game. And then for Jalen Williams... I think that his, his role is more so with the G League club, trying to learn some NBA swing skills. But I think they'll obviously get some opportunity in the NBA, especially with the shallow, uh, you know, with the shallow rotation at center. This isn't even factoring in uh, Derek Favors. Of course, they have to cut some of these guys, like Derek Favors, Tim Aldon, Ty Jerome, not even factored in yet. And we're already at 14 names who the Thunder want to see get some minutes and get a little bit of run. Of course, Mike Muscala, you don't need to get him run, but he can provide that kind of cohesion for your guards and make their life easier in, in certain segments of games. You won't play him 20 minutes a night or, or probably even 10 minutes a night, but he can come in there for a few stretches uh, and a few spells to help just the offense get into more of a rhythm. And again, Usman Jang and Jalen Williams you probably won't play every single night because you're going to have them play with the blue at times, I believe, um, in OKC. And then we know Poku's up and down in the rotation. And so we'll just see how elongated this rotation gets. But I think that this is going to be very interesting. And, and I think that it gets a lot clearer too once we figure out the, once we figure out kind of the shape of the roster. Are they going to cut Derek Favors? Are they going to cut Vid Critchie? Are they going to cut Tail Mouth? Are they going to cut Ty Jerome? Who are they going to cut from this team? They got to cut three guys on NBA standard deals. So when you look at this roster, Take out Lindy Waters in your mind. Take out uh, Eugenio Morari in your mind. They got to cut three guys out of that list. Sands those two. The two way guys don't count. It's going to be tough, and we're going to see how they do it, how they navigate it, and that'll be kind of the most burning question Monday throughout training camp, throughout preseason, of who's going to get the boot, and how you piece together a rotation off of that. But even without factoring those four guys in, who I think are the most likely on the chopping block, there's still already like 14 names here that you want to see get minutes in the Thunder uniform. You can't really have a 14-man rotation. There's not enough minutes to go around and have any sort of flow to it. Of course, you can, you can technically play guys like a minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, uh, and just get them in games, but you can't really get a sample size of development in that setting. So I'm interested to see who kind of falls in and out and swings forward and out of the rotation throughout the throughout the season and throughout kind of the, the, the season ups and downs and everything else. Let me know if you think SGA is underrated. Let me know if you think that the Thunder should start both Baisley and Jeremiah Ramos-Neural. Let me know what your rotation would be. Are you going 10 deep, 12 deep? What is your ideal rotation for OKC? All that can be found down below on YouTube, Locked on Thunder, and on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. Until tomorrow, we're back five days a week. So subscribe for free across all platforms. Until then, be good and be good to one another.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 